Hello there and welcome to Planet Sport Football Africa, the show where we look at African football, what's happening around the continent and what African players are doing overseas. I'm Steve Vickers in Harare, Zimbabwe. And I'm Solomon Izanga Shams in Johannesburg, South Africa. Well, today we're talking about the situation of small teams in Africa. Some of the sides in the CAF Champions League and the Confederation Cup are heading into this weekend's preliminary round second leg fixtures with near impossible tasks after heavy defeats in the first round. We hear from an official in Zanzibar as their Confederation Cup representatives are 4-0 down already. We are on the way of going up and while we are trying, we are on the way going up. So many things can happen on the way. But first, as well as the second legs of the preliminary round games in the Champions League and the Confederation Cup, the road to the 2014 African Women's Championship is underway with first round ties on across the continent. Namibia will host the finals in October and Nigeria have won eight of the ten editions so far with the other two going to Equatorial Guinea. Now Cameroon are the reigning All-Africa Games champions. They have a bye to the second round along with Nigeria, South Africa and Equatorial Guinea. So Solomon, who would you fancy to make it to the finals? We have seen over the years how strong Cameroon is. We've also seen how strong our nations like Nigeria, South Africa also doing well. I played at the Olympic Games, London 2012. So definitely uh, South Africa has a strong squad there. But Equatorial Guinea for me has been coming on very strong lately. Uh, you know, recruited quite a lot of players that are non-Equatorial Guineans, mostly from Brazil and Portugal. And that has really strengthened the team. Uh, Nigeria, who would definitely want to make a comeback, uh, haven't uh, lost a couple of... Uh, important games uh, recently and so they want to make sure that they do that and come back really strong but also you know nations like Ghana who has been trying to make sure that they they stamp their approval uh, over the years but they've not been able to do that as uh, successfully like the Black Stars which is the the men's team for Ghana and the North Africans I, I don't really see a North African team coming in Egypt has not been doing well when it comes to women's football Algeria Morocco not been doing so well so it's definitely going to pound between West Africa through Central Africa and down to uh, South Africa where South Africa is really strong Yep so those qualifiers on this weekend and uh, the finals take place in Namibia in October. Now to the African Champions League and the Confederation Cup. There are 209 nations on the FIFA World Rankings and five African countries amongst the bottom 12. That's Comoros, Eritrea, South Sudan, Somalia and Djibouti. And clubs from those countries struggled in the CAF Champions League last weekend uh, with the Comorazine of Comoros losing 7-0 to young Africans of Tanzania and Atlabar of South Sudan beaten by Berakam Chelsea of Ghana. South Sudan's wonderfully named Malaika lost 1-0 at home to Kara Brazzaville of Congo. Now, Zanzibar are not on the FIFA rankings as they are a member of CAF but have not been given FIFA membership. Both teams from Zanzibar lost. KMKM went down 3-0 away to Dedebit of Ethiopia in the Champions League and debutants Chuani lost 4-0 here in Zimbabwe to Hao Mine in the Confederation Cup in the second city of Bulawayo. Now, Zanzibar has a population of 2 million people on two islands off the coast of Tanzania. They have an amateur football setup. Their national team reached the Sakafa Cup semi-finals in 2012. That's their best achievement so far. Muziwetu Hadebe spoke to a Zanzibar official who's a member of the FA's executive committee. That's Salim Ali Juma. He asked him how football is in Zanzibar. Well, we are trying. 
and we are doing good nowadays because uh, we, are, we have uh, our national league there. We are playing with uh, 12 teams and home and away. Although we have two two islands in Zanzibar, Pemba Island and the Unguja Islands, and we are doing our 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 league there. The main problems we have there is the sponsorship. Uh, of course, uh, for a long time ago, there was no sponsorship in my country. But meantime, we got from Grand Malt, and we are doing well, of course, yes. Many people consider you to be a small country. When you get into these uh, African competitions uh, like uh, the Confederations Cup and Champions League, what are the challenges that your teams are facing when they get into these competitions? Meantime, we are, we are asking CAF and FIFA to give us a, a, a seminars for our coaches, mm -hmm. for our referees, and uh, for officials. And FIFA and CAF, they are doing so. And in the meantime, they are doing well. And uh, what were your expectations as a Zanzibar football getting into these uh, uh, CAF competitions? We have uh, Chiwoni, uh, first time in this competition. What are your expectations of uh, the Zanzibar teams getting into the CAF competitions? We are on the way of going up. And while we are trying, we are on the way going up. So many things can happen on the way. If you, if you go back, Zanzibar, we are not doing good. But meantime, we are very doing good. So this uh, it gives us a moral that we, in, in future we can be in a, in a good position in fact and we are going to be in a FIFA member. We are now asking our president of uh, CAF, let them assist Tanzania as a whole especially Zanzibar and uh, I just said to CAF that uh, please, please please you come to Zanzibar and see Zanzibar. Zanzibar we need assistance from you Please come and see us in Zanzibar. That is Salim Ali Juma, who's on the executive committee of Zanzibar's Football Association. So there are some encouraging signs for football in Zanzibar. But Solomon, it's so hard for these smaller nations to be competitive in the CAF Champions League and the Confederation Cup. They need to win three rounds of matches to get to the group stage, and that's the dream of most teams. So I wonder, can anything be done to give the smaller teams a bit of a chance? You know, maybe to have more than eight teams in the group stage, maybe just uh, to give one small country an automatic place in the group stage each year. Or maybe do they just have to learn the hard way and get knocked out early on, year after year? Well, uh, Steve, I think, uh, you know, something really needs to be done by CAF and smaller countries like Zanzibar really needs to be able to get those opportunities. Over the years, you know, we've never seen a small team going all the way to the finals or even into the group, uh, which is the group stage. But we, we would love to see a small team from uh, Zanzibar, somewhere from Madagascar, from Comoros, uh, from Mauritania, nations that we don't really associate with football when it comes to really uh, big football games and big football matches and we have to be able to see that and i think a wild card entry maybe uh, to some nations but that would mean a calf would have to consider maybe making the african champions league you know maybe adding more teams making it 16 so you can have four groups uh, where you can have a quarterfinal game maybe uh, instead of the sem the semifinals that we have right now maybe every Every season you pick a team from West Africa or East Africa or South Africa. I think it's definitely going to help these teams to uh, make sure they go back home from the experience they learned to be able to develop their talent and develop their league, develop their teams and make it, make it more professional. That way we're definitely going to know that we're really developing African football. Not just the opportunities for the big teams to keep uh, you know, getting into the uh, final group phase. Um, you know, We're used to Asseg Mimosas, we're used to Orlando Paris 
Ayimba, Al-Khali, we're used to them. Raja Casablanca, we're used to them. Uh, how about we get a dark horse? How about we get a small team? It does uh, sort of give some kind of a picture of what life is like, doesn't it? You talk of the giants there like Raja Casablanca and Al-Athli and then these smaller teams from the tiny nations like Comoros and, and Mauritania. It does uh, sort of give a picture of what life is like and it does lead to the question as to what really is success. Definitely, Steve. Uh, uh, you know, we get a lot of people in society who don't have a voice, who don't have the influence, who don't have the money, who don't have the education. But if you look at them, they have the talent. All they need is an opportunity to be able to uh, compete uh, and as as long as they get that opportunity, that just that one opportunity is definitely going to change their lives because uh, they're going to grab it with both hands and make sure they do their best. God has given everybody talents like we saw in the Bible. You know, uh, Jesus gave the parable of the talent. You know, they, he didn't give equal talent to different servants, you know, like the parable. But at the same time, he expected them to be able to multiply it. You know, when you look at the big teams that compete in the Africa Champions League, like Al Ali and the smaller teams uh, from different nations like Zanzibar, definitely we have different talents. You know, big teams have different sort of talents to smaller teams. And whatever you achieve, uh, you know, that is success. Success is not about winning and winning and winning and winning games or winning trophy. Uh, for some people, success is about competing, the opportunity to compete. Uh, for some people, the, the opportunity to just get a draw, the opportunity to win a game, the opportunity to compete against bigger teams, teams that are ranked up there, for them, that is success. And for smaller teams, having the opportunity to compete in the CAF Champions League definitely would be a success for them, no matter what the result is. And it's the same thing, Steve, uh, where God has given us a talent and he expects us to really compete and, and to do our best. You have to make sure you use your talent appropriately. And God expects the best from us. And the best for some people might be winning. The best from some people might be getting a draw for some teams. For, ten, for some teams, their best can only get them a loss. But at the same time, you gave your best. And the same thing with life, you have to give in your best. Whatever you do from your job to your business uh, to your family, you have to give in your best. Well, thanks a lot to Solomon Ashams in South Africa. Now let's go to our European football expert, Stuart Weir in the UK. Now the smaller teams in Africa are trying to develop and become competitive and there are positive signs for many of them, both at club level and at national team level. But taking a look at the FIFA rankings, the bottom three teams in Europe are the Faroe Islands, Andorra and San Marino. San Marino being joint bottom in the whole world. Now, these three don't seem to be going anywhere as they regularly lose by large margins in qualifiers for the World Cup and the European Championship. So, Stuart, what exactly is their mindset when they play international football? What really are they trying to achieve? Well, I mean, let's, let's start with San Marino, which, of course, is just a little piece of land in the middle of Italy. And it's got a total population of 32,000. You know, that, that's smaller than the attendance at most Premier League games. You know, you could literally take the entire population of San Marino and put it in Old Trafford two and a half times. So, realistically, they're not going to, to win. But, of course, San Marino do have this amazing record of having scored the quickest ever goal in the World Cup qualifying competition. And I'm slightly embarrassed to tell you that it was against England. After 8.3 seconds, the good news is that England then scored eight. San Marino now have played 118 games in their history and they've won one of them. They've won one game. So clearly they're not out there for success. Uh, of course, all the players will simply be 
amateurs, you know, the, the postman, the bank manager, whatever. So it's really for fun. And then every two years, they have a chance to play either in the World Cup or the European Championship. And they play against, you know, their heroes. They play against England, against Spain, against Italy. You know, I think that it generates money for them. And they have the enjoyment of playing. But I don't think that there's anybody in San Marino, for example, who thinks that one day they'll qualify for the um, the World Cup finals. So is it then some sort of a victory for these small teams when they even score a goal against these giants of Europe? Well, I suppose it is. And, I mean, I mean the, one of the other dimensions, um, Andorra, they played 116 games in their history. And a chap called Oscar Sonagy has played in 95 of them. And he's an insurance salesman by profession. So, you know, Monday to Friday he sells insurance and on Saturday he plays football for a local team and every now and again he gets to play for Andorra. And, you know, it's basically his hobby. It just so happens that because he is from Andorra, a very little country, again, that one's sort of between Spain and France up in the mountains, um, you know, he gets to play international football. So is there then sort of some idea that there's a right to play international football for all nations, however big or small they are? Well, at the moment, that is the case. And interestingly, um, it's only come about in about 1990 uh, because, I mean, Andorra was had a football association from the 1930s, but only in the 1990s have they been allowed to play in World Cups and um, European Championships. So clearly at that point, a decision was was made to allow these little countries in. Uh, whether it was a good thing, I think, you know, people will have different opinions about, about that. It, it certainly doesn't help f- fix the congestion that you have to have all these additional games. But from my perspective, it's probably not a good thing. But, you know, if you are from Andorra, the Faroe Islands... Uh, San Marino, it probably is important to you. Well, thanks a lot to Stuart Weir in the UK giving us that insight into European football. Thanks too to Solomon Ashams in South Africa. And that's it for today. But do give us your thoughts on the CAF Champions League and the Confederation Cup on our Facebook page. We're asking you if you think anything can be done to give the small teams a better chance of reaching the group stage of those two prestigious competitions. Our Facebook page is Planet Sport Football Africa. That's all one word, Planet Sport Football Africa. And don't forget to like our page too. From me, Steve Vickers in Zimbabwe. We'll be back next week. You can find the show online at planetsport.tv. And Planet Sport Football Africa is a 2K Plus international sports media production.